Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, May 30th, 2021, which is also Trinity Sunday. Let's begin our time together with a reading from John's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews, to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can anyone enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hello again, everybody. It's that time of year. Earlier this year, thousands of young people in their late teens were submitting applications to colleges and universities all over the country. In late March, response letters began trickling in. By now, those same applicants are now making their decisions about where they are going to be spending this autumn. Just after Labor Day, a whole new batch of wide-eyed young people will walk into university classrooms for the very first time. No matter whether it was grade school or post-secondary, I remember the feeling of sitting in a room full of unfamiliar faces and feeling like I was running to catch up, furiously taking notes, all the while wondering if anyone else felt as lost as I did, or were they as bored as their calm exterior implied. I remember how much courage it took to simply raise my hand and ask for some clarification. How would the others react? Would they roll their eyes, laugh, or be quietly grateful that someone else asked what they had been wondering all along? This is very similar to the scene that John paints for us in our gospel reading for today. 
We're told that a man named Nicodemus approached Jesus under the cover of darkness, trying to get a better understanding of who Jesus was and what he was teaching. We know that Nicodemus exercised leadership in a religious sect known as the Pharisees. We often see Nicodemus painted in a rather poor light, as though he were being cowardly because he approached Jesus by night. Sometimes we treat him as though he was being intentionally obtuse, but I don't think either of these things were the case. It would have been an act of some great courage for a religious leader like Nicodemus to approach a controversial figure like Jesus. Admitting our own confusion or lack of understanding can actually be an act of vulnerability. Admitting our own gaps in knowledge or faith can be a very humbling experience, especially when we have been trusted to exercise leadership in those areas. It's no easy task, and yet we see Nicodemus approach Jesus with his questions and address Jesus as teacher. What follows is a conversation about how a person can have a genuine encounter with God. Jesus responds by commenting that no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. He goes on to say that what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. This recognizes that there is more to life than simply the way that we interact with the physical world around us. Brazilian theologian Claudio Carvalhais put it this way, Our birth is as much a spiritual event as it is a material one, for there is no distinction between these two realms. The same way that above and below are also distinctive parts of the same reality, one is not more important than the other, since they both complement each other. If you've ever watched a sunset, fallen in love, or held a baby, you've probably had a glimpse of the kind of thing that we're talking about, and know this to be true. Every time we are moved by the beauty of nature, or by a piece of music, Every time we feel joy or love, or even when we feel sadness, we know that there is more to life than simply the physical aspect. Furthermore, our spiritual well-being has an impact on how we interact with the physical world around us. As the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus unfolds, we see Jesus encouraging attentiveness to the spiritual part of our lives. Our spiritual lives need to be fed, nurtured, and cared for, just as our physical bodies do. Just as we pay attention to our physical bodies by eating well and going for a checkup every so often, taking an inventory of our spiritual habits help us ensure that we are spiritually healthy. If we want to know what this looks like in practical terms, it's fair to ask some very practical questions. Do we have a personal prayer life, aside from what we do together in church? How often do we talk to God? How about a personal practice of reading scripture and devotional material? What does it look like when I participate in the life of the faith community? What do we read or listen to that invites us to examine what we think and believe around issues of faith? Do these disciplines inform our conversations with other people, particularly other people of faith? 
How do we engage in dialogue about our faith lives? None of these questions are meant as an accusation nor as ridicule, but rather as an encouragement toward living a spiritually healthy lifestyle. These kinds of questions offer us an opportunity to take stock of how we are nourishing and exercising the spiritual aspect of our lives. Nicodemus recognized Jesus as a powerful teacher sent by God. We see Nicodemus approaching Jesus in search of some kind of meaningful encounter with the divine. At its core, this conversation with Jesus revolved around a deep desire for meaning and belonging in which Jesus affirmed what we already know. There is more to life than what we see, hear, taste, and touch. We are more than simply an accumulation of molecules and cells. We have been gifted with intellect, reason, and spirit. They are just as much a part of us as are our fingers and toes. Nicodemus' conversation with Jesus concludes with one of Jesus' most well-known sayings in Scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. This can be found on bumper stickers, ball caps, t-shirts, and tattoos. At its heart, it's a reminder that God seeks us out and invites us to explore those deeper questions hand in hand. It's an invitation to experience life profoundly and fully. Elsewhere in John's Gospel, we read about Jesus admitting that he came so that people can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The often overlooked part of these promises is that eternity is not some far-off thing, time, or place that starts only after we die. It's already begun we are invited to begin participating in that rich and abundant life in this very moment. Let's pray. O God, your name is veiled in mystery, yet you have made us and call us by name. Draw us more deeply into your divine life so that we may show forth in our lives your justice, kindness, and humility. For you alone are holy, one God, now and forever. Amen.